1: What is up? Welcome to episode number 322 of On the Court of the picturelist.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the effusive Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? He's back!
2: He's here! He's a father! And, oh, welcome back! Oh, Father, fast.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be back. Uh, big before we even begin, huge hats off to David Mendelson. Yes, mean, another, I, I feel a little weird that you replaced one Maryland man for another, as if we're <laughs> interchangeable. But he is a gem. He is a mensch. He is a very strong human being. Uh, he was also a very good human being. So a big thanks to him for taking over in my stead. But yeah, back baby. <laughs> yeah, back. with a baby, you have a baby. Back with a real baby, Z- that Zelda
2: San Fast. San.
1: <laughs> yeah, Zelda Fast. Ironically enough, it was the, the name not my idea. It was Kristen's idea. Wow. Based on a, on a coffee shop that we used to like called Little Zelda. Turns out it meant oh. strong woman. We liked that, that it meant strong woman. And here we are. Little surprise. Didn't know the gender. Big shock. 100% <laughs> convinced it was a boy. It was not. I got to reveal the gender to my wife, and I like looked around for a little while, and I was like, yeah, it's a girl. <laughs> well, I'll, I can't uh, wait to teach
2: her a mean fastball, you know? She's going to be the
1: first Orioles GM. There female, it is. Uh, female let's, Orioles GM. Let's do it. I can't I'm wait. Ready. I'm ready. But that's not <laughs> what we're talking about today. We could do a whole podcast about fatherhood. That's not really what people want to hear about today. We're going to be diving in, just like usual, back into Nick's top 100. Before we get into that, though, we've got a, a Nick gave was a mensch and got me a little everyone's a mensch everyone's a mensch everyone's a mensch (laughs) everyone's a mensch. uh uh, you're you're an uber mensch um Mm. he he got me a press pass to the dodgers game this past weekend i got to see clayton kershaw break the franchise record in person but thanks to nick's generosity also got to interview tarek skuble our second interview with him uh that's coming out uh tomorrow and well yes yes yeah tomorrow yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm, Hey, I, I, got no rust on me, baby. I know the dates, Nick. I know what the dates are, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I, it's, I mean, it's... we're
2: recording this at 9 PM on Monday. So I'm thinking tomorrow, right?
1: Wednesday comes out. You gotta Wednesday. pretend. It's like when they I film know. episodes of jeopardy, it's Easter, but they're doing it in like, <laughs> you know, a- August. Uh, I'm excited they. for you guys to hear it. It's, uh, it, uh, it was done in the visiting teams dugout on the field. I don't say that to brag. I say it because the organ is loud. Uh, but you can still hear what we're talking about and I'm so excited to share with you guys it's amazing Uh, so check that out but Nick we're gonna break down your top 100 which came out today obviously you should be checking out the Twitch live stream you should be checking out these awesome breakdowns Nick just did a great breakdown on Eric Lauer uh, this morning that was fantastic you should you should be watching these every single day inject it right into your veins the first first pitch podcast is going strong right now but what I want to know from you Nick before we get in to the top 100 yeah I want to talk about some fun stuff. I want to know um, take a step back. Who are it's April? We've got a good sample further. Further. Nick, go further. Um I, I, who are some of your biggest surprises? Who are the guys who are like, "All right, look at that guy, he's crushing it." I mean okay.
2: Uh Kyle Wright, a 35 yeah. right now. That's cool. You know? That's cool. This is someone for four years, whenever he got his chance, we were like, oh man, I remember being super hyped at what, 2019, seeing that slider in spring training, thinking, oh, whoa, this could be really good, and really finding out later that's a curveball, and waiting for the command to actually sink in, Yeah. and Kyle Wright has dominated, I will say, the last start he had against the Cubs wasn't as pristine, despite the line, the command wasn't what we saw in the first three, but I'm just shocked that this Tyler and McGill throwing harder too, and being yep. great and really the biggest surprise to me is your silence after jesus Lozardo is at 39 and deservedly so despite the entire offseason yelling at me about the final start he had last year swaying mm-hmm. i'm joking by the way guys i didn't know that jesus Lazardo was going to throw two ticks harder
1: yeah, uh and no but you were still you were still right on him he's definitely a pleasant surprise you know we're uh I have been wrong about one or two guys. I've been right about one oh, or two guys. I've been and wrong Lizardo. about 10, 20 guys. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a tough pitching <laughs> year. But I, I, it's funny. I don't want to get into the negative, or right? I don't want to talk about the positives. So y- your three biggest surprises were were Jesus Sazardo. Actually, I'm not even going to count Jesus Sazardo because that denies your your mm-hmm. analysis on him. You mm-hmm. you had good analysis okay. on him. So that's Nestor Cortez
2: Jr. Then. Sure, Third Kyle place. Wright,
1: Nestor Cortez, and then is there another one? I. I mean, say for
2: Tyler to McGill because of the fastball yeah, and I all can of say that. that one.
1: Uh, I mean,
2: it's again that I guess I'm thinking more surprise from, oh, he's throwing harder
1: is a kind of a lame surprise, if that makes sense. Yeah, I want surprises that are like, oh, that guy's good. like Kyle writes a surprise. like because he right. And he's a perfect example of like, you know, prospect growth is not linear and stuff like that. He just came on like, wow, that's a surprise. So he definitely counts. But like, yeah, I, I, and Tyler then McGill could count.
2: Yeah. Kevin Gaussman going 41
1: strikeouts and zero walks. Pretty yeah. cool. So we're going to talk about him in a bit. So we'll put a pause on that one. My my three, these are actual surprises to me. These are guys that were like out of the blue that were like, what is happening right now? The first one is is Bruce Zimmerman. I mean, like, mm. I don't know necessarily if it's going to last um, because that, that four seam isn't great. Apparently he learned the Marcus Stroman one seam sinker. Okay. um and i'm curious to see as he continues the season if he continues to develop that and get away from the four seamer if that continues to be like a beneficial approach for him uh because i think he's still kind of learning the pitch but the, the strides he's made with that change-up are really exciting that's an exciting oh, yeah. pitch so that that's a surprise yeah um joe ryan's a big surprise man like i i know a lot of people thought he was going to be good he's been unbelievable i already did my mea culpa online i didn't know that that slider fastball combination was gonna be as dominant. yeah the slider He's got doing... a lot
2: better with joe ryan Woo! i mean he, he has increased his velocity a little bit he had a low amount in the first one then the last two i think starts um you know all three uh, above 92 which is great and he dominated um across the last three one and run uh while totaling 22 actually 23 strikeouts which is beautiful
1: yeah he's he's been he's been a lot of fun at and like and it's like you said too you kind of hit the nail on the head my complaint was like yeah the the fastball i think is just it's fantastic and that's kind of it and then you're right this new slider the fact that he's been so willing to go to it so frequently it's like okay i was totally wrong on him great great surprise my last good surprise uh who i don't forgot who i wrote down already who did i write down who did i write down like i wrote down oh yeah (laughs) you think i look at the notes fast I, I'm I'm thinking about Joe Ryan. Um Chad Cool. Chad yeah, that's Cool is a fun surprise. You
2: know, I, I i really I really uh enjoyed the roundup this past weekend. I, I led with Chad Cool, okay? Mm-hmm. And I I, th- I found this really fun. If you don't know the legendary article in my book of Chad Cool um is figuring it out is the name of it from what 2018. Yeah.
1: The, the fangraphs article?
2: Yes. And I wrote it one hour before his start against the Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> saying dad cool is doing so great. And I'm so confident that I'm going to mm-hmm. put this out one hour beforehand. He's throwing more sliders. Finally, and he's having success. He's going to do great. What does he do? He allows eight earned runs against the Diamondbacks and then gets removed from his next start early to go and have Tommy John surgery.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
2: that was it. So what did I do? Well, his start before the Diamondbacks, I lead with him in the SB roundup saying Chad Cole is figuring it out. He's throwing more sliders. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not looking for your second Forward to your second Tommy John, Chad.
1: Cool, but uh, yeah, you have ruined that man. I did
2: it. No, that's really fun. It's, it's nice to see that success. I actually didn't think he was going to do it in cores again because the slider not being good in cores. Um, but it's the Reds, and maybe that was just the Reds being the Reds,
1: you know? You know, man, I, I don't know about you. Like, luckily, I've been able to watch a pretty significant amount because like I'm kind of like tied to a couch half the time, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, man, and- your, your daughter is uh, aggressive. Okay. Yeah, he's just like stay there, dude. Um, I don't. How did you learn to talk? How are those <laughs> words? Um, I don't. I like. I've been thinking about this a lot as I've been like walking around. Where it's like, okay, who sucks and who who is who is who is, who is good because the ball sucks, mm. and who is good because they're good. Who is yeah. good because offense is terrible, and why are they all on my fantasy team? Um, and like, you know what I mean? Like I, it's a, I'm very curious to see what the biggest, like all the things that I read about the ball I'm no physicist, but all the things I read about the ball are like, listen, it's probably going to be the same ball in the summer. And it's actually probably going to be higher offensive numbers as, as it gets more humid and the ball's going to fly a little bit more. I'm curious to know if there's a distinct drop off for, um, I can't say who, but just any pitchers, because all of a sudden the, the positive impacts of this ball are now going to go away. It certainly makes us look better with worse mm.
2: offense, you know?
1: Yep. I, yeah.
2: I I think my streaming record right now is I, I think it's seventeen and seven. That's amazing um and I have to take guys twenty percent and under. And I, I do believe it's only
1: because the ball is this bad. I mean, I I'm I streamed uh Jake Odorizzi today. He's through four with two hits, no walks, and uh, no earned runs. He, he did go six no-
2: frames last time.
1: But it's crazy. And he's, yeah. he's he's like against the top five OBP team in, in the Mariners right now. It is a really interesting topic, something I'm excited to, to, to keep track of for sure. Um, all right. But that, that does it for the kind of biggest surprises. Let's get into the top 100. We're going to go through, you know, tier by tier here. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about four or five people for each one, but we definitely have one or two that we want to highlight. So here we are, Nick. Tier one yeah. is Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer. What's it called? Why is it called that? The triangle of trust.
2: Um, We got three of them. You trust them. They haven't moved. They're going to be, you know, the pillars of the season. Great job, fellas. We're all all so proud of you.
1: Uh, While there isn't really much to talk about in this first tier, there actually are a few guys that I want to talk about in the second tier. So let me read them off and you can tell me what it's called and why it's called that. This is tier two, which is Woodruff, Bueller, Kevin Gaussman, Joe Musgrove, Sandy Alcantara, Lucas Giolito, and Robbie Ray. What is it called, and why is it called that?
2: Oh, I know there's a good pun in here, and I can't do it. I, uh, whatever. They're the knights. The knights of the three pointed shape. Uh, essentially, they're the ones that are, yeah, you, know, you know, you know, like the, in every fantasy novel or whatever it is. Whenever you have a kingdom, you have the ones that are like the true regal ones, mm-hmm. and then you have the highly respected the uh, soldiers that are right beneath them. Sure. You know, that's yeah. these guys, you know, okay. they, they are not quite have, they don't have the same aura as Burns, Cole and Scherzer. No but man. No does doubt. everybody love them and look up to them?
1: I mean, uh, to be honest, I was a little shocked that Brandon what? Woodruff was that high. Mm. Uh, sure. I, I So maybe, maybe I'm too hard on him because he's, I, I have a good amount of Brandon Woodruff on a few of my teams. I'm, the first outing we can like just chalk up to being like, whatever he, maybe it was like an extended spring outing for him, the seven earned runs. And that's a big reason why, you know, that was against the Cubs who ended up, you know, not a great offense, but then this Pittsburgh start was real bad, man. And he, he is struggling That four seamer. The put away rate on that pitch last year was a 25.6% put away rate is essentially how efficient you are with two strikes with a pitch this year. It's down to 12.1%. I mean, he used to have 20% put away rates on his curveball, his changeup, and his slider. He hasn't gotten a single strikeout on his curveball this year. Like, that, no. it's not like a pitch that he would go to 100 you know, 40% of the time. But, like, I don't know. I was a little shocked to see him ahead of a guy like Gaussman. Like, I understand we're talking about future projection here, what's going to happen the rest of the year. Kevin Gaussman's going to walk someone at some point. But I don't know. Kevin Gaussman, I feel like every time we're like, can he keep doing it? He keeps doing it. And Woodruff, I don't know. I, he hasn't really had aside that one great outing against Pittsburgh the first time. I don't know. I'm a little scared. Yeah, I
2: totally get that. Uh, two quick things: the curveball is being used less often in two strike counts. Okay. Um, last year, it's uh, it was a forty-one percent two strike usage, and this year is just twenty-four percent. But that still should return at least one. He has thrown it then. Uh, It just hasn't worked as well, but pretty decent locations overall. I mean, I think I'd be more scared about Woodruff if I saw his four-seamer performing plenty worse. And believe it or not, two things I got to let you know about. Compared to 2021 and 2022, Woodruff's four-seamer, batting average identical, 182. Mm. Swing strike rate identical at 17%. Uh, So I think that that, is a massive indication of, okay, his foundation is still there. There's probably some weirdness going on here and there. Like, called strike rate is really down on it, 14.4% to 8%. It just seems strange his zone rate on it is down 10 ticks uh, from 55% to 43 And I imagine this stuff just gets fixed and tweaked a little bit. But the fact of the matter is that he still misses a ton of bats with it. It's still very effective. It feels like he's in his little funk at the moment. I think he gets around from it. And I didn't feel that uh, as, as he continues to, un, not unravel, but uh, we'll unravel the issues. We're already this far into it that, uh, yeah, I'm not ready to just fully demote Woodruff. Like If I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I think, four or five at this point. I feel that if I'm saying, you know what, this isn't Woodriff, then I got to push him down to the next year after. Yeah. Uh, so so that's why I haven't done it. But I understand the case of putting him underneath Musco, for example. I really don't have a problem with that.
1: Maybe he's another guy, too, that I'm talking about where it's like, so I think, <clears throat> X. am trying to remember like a tweet that I saw that was about um, expected WOBA. And it was like maybe expected WOBA was the same, but the actual results were far poor, which I think makes sense, right? Because X woba is going to be based off the contact and, you know, the launching of the um uh, exit velocity and
0: the Morting, results yeah.
1: aren't happening despite yeah. the high xwoba, woba and mm-hmm. he's a, kind of a poster child for this he has a 353 xwoba woba on that four seamer it was a 283 last year now the woba in and of itself is actually not too much higher than it was last year that i wonder if that's because of the ball now brandon woodruff could theoretically write that ship before the ball starts to fly a little bit more in summer but if he doesn't that Sucks. That's going to suck. <laughs> I'm, not <excited. laughs> I'm not excited for that.
2: Yeah, he hasn't um, allowed a home run thus far. So uh, on that four-seam room.
1: That's a great point. That's a yeah. good point. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about them. I mean, uh, we kind of hit on Gaussman. Other... Um, Sandy hasn't been the Sandy that we kind of want him to be. He's been good. He's he's been pretty good, but he's not been, uh, you know, the overall Sandy. Yeah.
2: Sandy's command is off at the moment. The, uh, the slider was a real thing from the second half last year. We saw moments when he would go after it and, and really utilize it, but it's not quite um, tweaked to the way that we want it. I've watched, uh, you know, you guys know me. I watch all of Sandy um, and I can see that he's not, attacking the zone the same way it's just a little off and his stuff is i mean it's just its oh man it's just so overwhelming uh it, it's amazing it makes me all warm and fuzzy uh watching what he does i mean seriously anyone that doesn't know what sandy alcantara looks like just really sit down and just watch just watch a game from sandy alcantara and you'll understand this I I don't believe, you know, the same way I was feeling this last year. I was like, don't worry, stick with Sandy, stick with Sandy. There you go. He blow, you know, he does amazing things that he does, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's gonna change. And the fact is that he's still fourth in the majors innings pitched right now. Um, get in with two wins and only one loss, just so you guys know.
1: <laughs> I I think Sandy gets better as it goes on. Okay, I, I actually want to move on to the next tier then because there's another guy that I'm curious as to why he's below Sandy and why he's actually in the tier that he is. Uh, so this is tier three. We're looking at Carlos Rodon, Max Fried, Alec Manoa, Justin Verlander, Shane Bieber, Logan Webb, Julio Arias, Shane McClanahan. What's it called and why is it It, Dude, I have no that? idea. All right. Uh, Nick, I, come on. I, 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 stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to
2: call it the leather couch. Okay. Um, Because it's very comfy. But I, uh, you know, sometimes it makes noises that you don't want it to make.
1: <laughs> wow, but we're getting gold here. Actually, we're actually getting gold. Really, I was upset. Now I'm not. Um, all right, so let me bail you out of that one real quick. Although, why do I need to? It was fantastic. The the one surprise that I think w- w- people might be a little bit shocked to see is here you got a guy. Giving you a fantastic quality start with six innings, one earned run, three hits, two walks, and nine Ks, and Carlos Redon. And how do you repay him? You get him out of the second tier? A guy with a 96. He wasn't
2: there before. He wasn't there before.
1: 96 FIP?
2: He was never in the second tier.
1: Oh, but still, he's out of the top ten. I'll say he's out of the top. Because
2: because I had to raise up Giolito.
1: You had to raise up Giolito. So see, it's all relative
2: fast. If you've ever seen the list before, I don't know.
1: But why why is Carlos Rodan lower than Sandy Alcantara?
2: Yeah. So I if you notice on the list this year, I moved my badges, these wonderful things that kind of help you understand the player. I realized in previous years it, there's just so much to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And I decided um someone made a, a suggestion on Twitch. I thought it was a great one. Just one badge a player now makes it so I can actually manage it. The only exception is when there's an injury risk. And mm-hmm. Uh, If you notice, Carlos Rodon has the ace is going to ace label, but I'm pretty much saying, look, injury risk is heightened much more so than others. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys have injury risks, but we can all acknowledge how long is Rodon's shoulder going to last? That's the biggest, biggest question, right? Yep. So that's why he's at 11. Um, It's because the expected total innings this year are way, way lower than everyone in the top 10. And that's it.
1: Um, some, another, uh, actually one of the followers in this, um, Logan Webb falls about five spots definitely hasn't been, you know, again, he's another guy we're, you know, we're in the top 20. So hasn't been like, wow, kind of lights out stuff, but has been very, very good. I mean, he's got a 326 ERA with a 2.79 FIP has that one start against the Nats though. We're talking about just three K's. He has one start against the Mets with one K. How am I supposed to feed my family with that? You know? Oh, no, that- it, it's butter my bread now. How am I supposed oh, to right. butter it's my butter- bread? How am I supposed to butter my bread now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about Webb. And then there's one more person in this tier. Uh, actually, too. you know, it made me really happy uh,
2: doing the list today on Twitch. And they're watching Patrick Sandoval as I do this. And he mm. gets a second strikeout. And everyone said the bread has been buttered. Uh because if it's zero or one you to, is when we said that was Yeah. Yeah, it was right there. It's right there. Um I I said it before with, with Walker Bueller, where Walker Bueller is, I think, the ace of very good. Hmm. And I think that Webb is kind of the same thing. I don't expect him to be hinting at 30% strikeout rates. I think that if you have him on your team, you're hoping for that low 3Z array with about a 110 whip. And, you know, 24, 25% strike rate, which is great. But I realized, yeah, I I don't think, I think I was too aggressive pushing him up. We had a lot of aces do really poorly the first couple of weeks. And I thought, you know what? Webb looks great and I'll put him up here for now. But now that we're a little bit deeper into it, I can say, okay, Webb, you're not that kind of guy that can really carry you as an SP1. Uh, so you're going to fall down. Um, and that's an SP1 relative to others. Quality start leagues, are a little bit different, of course. Sure. Though, you know, Webb just isn't going to be that overwhelming absolute stud after stud start.
1: So, at the beginning of the year, through spring training into the first start or so, everyone, myself included, was looking at Shane Bieber's velocity and thinking, well, this could be a very long year, and the Velo hasn't changed much, but the results have been very good. I mean, yeah, he's not getting you 30% K rates right now, but he's still getting you 25% with a sub one whip and a 245 ERA. People will probably point to that 250 Babip and the diminished velocity and say, yeah, that's coming back down to earth, especially if that home run to fly ball rate goes back over 10%, which it's 14% for his career. Uh, are you selling as fast as you possibly can or are is he going to prove us wrong with this diminished velocity over the course of the year i think you're gonna be seeing shane bieber around where he is now for the year
2: um 15 he's not the same shane bieber that was top five because without that velocity he's gonna not get away with as many mistakes as mm-hmm. we've seen in the past the good news is that the curveball rpms have come back um and that curveball was effective in that last start but without bieber getting away with the fastball as much he's gonna be very good he's gonna get a lot of strikeouts but yeah it's not going to be as pristine and with these insane runs that we've seen in the past so that's fine you know it's acceptable it's good if you if you think that you can sell him to be you know top 40 overall player or something like that great uh i don't think that's what he is and that's okay he's still really good it's not like one of those times you you know you you spent a early pick and all of a sudden you got nothing out of it you know it's not like 2021 christian yelich or something okay this is uh, i know i did yeah (laughs) well yeah yeah well you didn't spend like first round but uh here i am talking about a hitter i know crazy Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah this is uh this is fine and we should be fine with bieber and the teens
1: one of these pitchers in this tier leads baseball in csw who is it shane mcclanahan Shane McClanahan. Oh, come on. I'm a Jane McClanahan fan. Do you have your shirt? I have mine. I don't. I, I, I sadly had to light my super brash bros shirt on fire. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. That will come around. Well, I will. I, I, still, still, I still believe. I still believe. I think we're I have finally seeing no AAA. I have a mug in my shirt. Yeah, I like that. Let's move into tier four. We're looking at Frankie Montes, Freddie Peralta, Chris Bassett, Pablo Lopez. Just a few of these guys went today. Dylan Cease, Aaron Nola, and Clayton Kershaw. What's it called? Why is it called that? I'm going to say this is the underground
2: resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get a feeling of those guys that you're just trying to figure out where do they hang out and you want to be a part of this. You know? And yeah, yeah. I want to I want to be I want to be you know uh hanging out with Chris Bassett and Pablo Lopez, you know? And Frankemon is like, "Don't worry. I know. I know I just kind of messed up before, but like I'm I'm good. Yeah. He's a rock. He's good. You want to yeah. hang out with him, you know?"
1: That's that's just the 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 culture I see in Tier 4. Okay. Um a lot of a few of these guys went today. Bassett, I think he he gave I'm up sorry. Run. Sorry, Bassett, it's a run. a leather couch, okay? <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's fine. Listen, they all can't be the leather couch. They all can't be newspaper <laughs> Joe. Uh, they all can't be that I think, rotating, the cake I case. Think, yeah, case, uh, cake case, not case yes. cake.
2: Cake case.
1: case. Cake case. <laughs> yeah, the cake case. They all can't be the cake case. Wait, no, um, it's case cake. It's fine. Yeah, this is, it's like giving you a shovel and just saying, have fun. <laughs> that's really what's kind of happening today. It's it's unbelievable. I'm really a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, so Chris Passett, Yeah, he went seven. He might still be pitching uh, with three and run six hits one walk and eight K's today. Um, the guy that I really want to talk about who went today, though, who just absolutely dominated was Dylan C seven innings pitch. No earned runs one hit no walks 11 K's. I will say he got some friendly calls strike three to Mike Trout and his third strikeout was ridiculous. But still, he was fantastic absolutely dominant my favorite fact of the day was he had 11 strikeouts today zach Granke picked up his seventh strikeout of the season, season. today yeah. <laughs> i love that um so what are you thinking about dylan ceases i mean i know coming into this year this was like you kind of believed but you didn't necessarily believe in the consistency it's been a great start to his year how are you feeling about ceas so i i reviewed this
2: start um as I was doing the list, and this is, I think, the best commanded start of the year uh, for Dylan Cease. I mean, we're talking curveballs right at the bottom of the zone, fastballs avoiding the heart of the plate, and just you know, going glove side and not nicely. And of course, sliders actually were the worst commanded pitch of the lot, which is not typical because Cease's slider is the thing that has made him a star. All of a sudden, I don't. Expect it to continue. We've seen this before. This is what Dylan Cease does is why he's the premium cherry bomb is he has these days that are amazing. And then he has a day of forward runs and three strikeouts against the guardians. It's, yeah. it's fine. And we have it in the top 25 because we're going to get more sweet than sour. Mm. But those expecting him to all of a sudden have a sub three ERA and like hint at being a top 10 guy. I think we're going to see fluctuations through the year. I I hope it's better than last year's. It ended a 3-9 ERA last season. If you can replicate today's success, sweet. Um, yeah, you're holding on to Dylan Seas. I imagine some are thinking, no, with these strikeouts and you need, well, you need to essentially have him inside the top 15. Maybe I get there. Maybe I just keep pushing him up because the command sticks around. But it's a coin flip to me if the fastball and the curveball will be commanded. And, oh, really, you just need one. The slider will always be good. So it's great. It's exciting. And
1: I hope it sticks around. Yeah. He had an interesting, the, one of the strikeouts today was to, I think it was Trout's Second strikeout it was really fascinating. And I can't tell if it was super smart or super dumb. We all know huh. trout is a great baseball player. Is we he? all know that he hits low fastballs super well. Um, there was a sequence where C Scottum. uh I don't remember what the count was, but he was like elevating heaters left and right. Just like popping them up, popping them up, popping them up um, at the top of the zone. And I think maybe trout fouled off one or two uh, swinging and missed at one. And rather than dropping a slider, rather than dropping in that curveball, which as you said, was, was looking really good today. He went heat like right at the knees, like down and away. Yeah, down away, 98. Like, 90, yeah. 98. Right. He just kind of reared back, got into his back pocket and found 98. And, um, what do you think about that? Like I, in many ways, I kind of love the eye level change. Right. But in other ways, I mean, Hey, it worked. So who cares what I think, but like, what, what, what was your, as the pitching boy, what was your thought process on that? So are you, Uh you're the, <laughs> sorry, as the pitching man, I'm the pitcher. Okay.
2: Board. All right. I, uh, you know, I remember an interview you did with Spencer Howard.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: Do you remember this? <laughs> do you know what yeah. I'm going to say? No, I you talked about fastball approach with him. And we yeah. had to bleep it out. Yeah. Because he said, Yeah, I like to go up, but sometimes I can throw it down mm. and I say, Holy snap, I they're not swinging. Yeah. And it's because if you if you're like Cease and you lean so heavily in the Blake Snell blueprint, right, of four seamers up and curveballs and sliders down, which is good, you can sneak in those low fastballs because what hitters do then is they say okay if it's high it's heat if it's low it's it's off speed, so if you throw in something hard all of a sudden there it really messes with them, mm-hmm. and that can work. It happened you know this morning we were watching Eric Lauer and he he spots four seamers up by the way twenty two percent swing strike rate on his four seamer this year, yeah amazing and of course That's I totally predicted really he would be throwing about two ticks harder absolutely, I Nick Scardamis yeah (laughs) yeah no never say that again um but he did the same thing of like throwing the high heaters and all of a sudden low and you see suzuki take 95 at the knees that 2-2 what are you not swinging at it's because he expects that to fall out of the zone so i i'm okay with it as long as it's sequenced effectively now if the goal is 0-1 or something to throw that no that's not what you do, but you do it exactly then. You keep throwing high heat, high heat, throw low slider, high heat, then throw low heat, yeah. and that can work.
1: Yeah, I kind of dig it. Um, all right, I, I, got to move on to this next tier because we're not even out of the 30s yet. We're looking at tier five here with Zach Wheeler, Trevor Rogers, Zach Gallen, Jose Barrios, you Darvish, Luis Severino, Charlie Morton, and Shohei Otani. What is it called, and why is it called? Well, I'm going to tell you fast. But first, we're gonna take a quick break. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PO PL Plus subscription where you're gonna get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcherlist community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as eight dollars a month. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're gonna get your Let's get back to the show. Hey, fast. Mm. I think
2: I've got it. All right, let's hear it. My seventh grade English teacher, Mr. Martin, because he was constantly disappointed. (laughs) And you're constantly disappointed in this tier? That's very good. So uh, so Charlie Morton, for example, drops nine spots, and it's just not what we want to see. You have Jose Barrios, who's the great undulator. You have Hugh Darvish, who's another premium cherry bomb. Severino, who's been struggling the last
1: two starts and so on. Morton, I'm glad you brought up Morton first because he's the one that I'm kind of been excited to talk about. I feel like he could be a buy low in a lot like he's I don't know, man. You think I think all of these struggles are because his command is gone. That force command right now is gone. He doesn't seem like he's able to put it anywhere where he wants to be putting it. Um, and I just feel like if he's going to, he'll be able to find that command again and be right. totally fine. But maybe I'm too cautiously optimistic. I just envisioned that gif of
2: the girl falling down the slide and waving at my you. Favorite. That's his fastball. Absolutely I know. my favorite gif. It is. I know. And I just think of it, we say the fastball is gone. Bye. Uh, um, something interesting I found about the curveball today of Charlie Morton. <laughs> yeah. Um, is he's lost horizontal movement on it this year. It's about an inch of it. Um, normally around 9, 10 inches or so, and this year it's around 8 and change. And that might be something to do with the, the, the curveball not being nearly as effective um, so far. That is a major issue. The, the good news, and the reason why I have been on your side for the most part, is the fastball velocity has not diminished. Yeah, and we saw last year took about six weeks for Morden to click in, and then he had a three thirty five for the three thirty five ERA for the entire year, um, including the five plus he had before he turned it on right in, in the middle of May. So we could see that from Charlie Morden. It does give me a little more hesitation that the curveball isn't moving the same way. Uh, I but I mean I have him at thirty two. He's before tier six which is we're going to talk about tier six um i can't wait but uh yeah charlie morden it's it's a true buy low because there's no buy low that isn't a risk that's why yeah. it's a low
1: that's why yeah and exactly. there's no
2: slam dunk buy low either uh so good luck if you want to do it by all means or john's i should say um it's up to you i don't think that's i'm gonna do it because i don't if if you're Giving something up for Charlie Morin, it means you're giving up something of value. And I don't want to give up something of value right now.
1: You might I don't know. I think there could be a lot of people out there who might be able to do a struggling hitter for a struggling pitcher. Like, there's so many struggling hitters. Talk to Scott Chu or John Methelar about which hitter that should be. Um, The other guy on this list that I think is kind of interesting is another guy who went today. He was cruising through uh, six and then got in a little bit of trouble. And that's Zach Gallon, six and a third, with two run runs, five hits, no walks and five K's to start the year uh, coming into today. He had a 162 BABIP. for some reason, the, the, the live standing isn't really loading for him. Oh, here it is. Uh, it, it's up to a 200 Babbitt right now. I'm a little bit worried too, that they're, you know, not a home run given up on the year. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, shouldn't, I shouldn't be concerned. What do you think?
2: Fastball command has been excellent from Zach Allen this year. Um, that's the one thing I've really, really liked. That's why it's an elite called strike pitch once again. Mm. Uh, we saw 12 today um, across 56 thrown, which isn't as high as we've seen. Normally he's around like 27% or something. That's something like 22, 23. Uh, curve is effective against getting strikes. So is the changeup. So is a slider. It, we're not seeing the, the highest level of gallon that got me excited in 2019 and 20. We didn't see it really last year. We kind of coughed it up to injury, but he hasn't really locked into that yet. But given the fastball command is where it's at, uh, he's also throwing harder. 94.5 is better than the 93.5 we saw last year. That's good. And it's keeping him around in games. And it's just like, hey, just execute one really good changeup right now, please. Awesome. Yeah. Great. You got that about out of the way, right? I, I have to believe that over time he gets back to where he was. And it's not like he's hurting you in the meantime. So I'm more willing to bet that, let's say that regression hits, he has time to get his stuff back to where it needs to be. And it's not like his stuff is bad. I mean, both his changeup and slider combined across 21 pitches for a 43% CSW. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Um, he's just not using them a lot. Um, 21% usage between those two. So hopefully he can find the right balance and really get back to the overwhelming gallon that we know.
1: We all want to see it. Um, we're, we're going to move on to another tier, which seems to be a little bit more exciting for you. You don't seem as upset about these guys um, as you do the the guys behind them because there's a sea of green here. So I'll let you do it that way. You wish um, Nathan Ivaldi, Kyle, Wright, Logan Gilbert, Ty Lord, McGill. I know how to say it. Joe Ryan, Hayes, loose, Lizardo, and Mike Clevenger. Okay. This, I had something before. I was like, Nick, Nick, don't forget
2: to use this for this tier. And, of course, I've completely forgot. i completely forgot. 100%. Yeah, I know? mean, that, that's it. A- <laughs> every single time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call this one. I. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to call this one Curious George. Because when I was a kid, when I was like three years old my stuffed animals called Curious George. And it just made me warm and fuzzy every single time I had Curious George. Mm. And that's what these guys do. That's nice. You have all the right? right. I mean, insane. insane. Tyler McGill throwing harder and sticking with that. Joe Ryan, as you talked about, Jesus, as we talked about, and I do want to say something that Reddit called me out on properly. Um, and it's actually someone who's not in this tier, but probably should be um, who dropped seven points and it wasn't really intentional. It just kind of happened. Uh, and that's Patrick Sandoval in tier seven. And I'm going to steal this one because really Sandoval should be like right where McGill is probably right above McGill. Uh, so he should really have fallen. It just happened to be, I want to throw everybody up and then Sandoval just went there. Um, but Sandoval, I mean, he did, he survived today against the white Sox, the lefty mashing crew. The, the, I think the instinct of leaving it there was Sandoval is a little bit more volatile that i would like mm. where he's so hyper reliant on getting those swings out of the zone with this changeup that his fastball we just hope does not get crushed and the breakers are sometimes there and sometimes not and there's more of a floor than i want to admit While there is an instinct that tyler mcgill has a good floor with that fastball same with joe ryan jesus azardo's curveball usage and fastball at 97 is a little safer so on but I'm not giving Sandoval enough credit for what he has done this year. And I, if I had to go back and change this, I probably would be pushing Sandoval back up to the to mid to late 30s there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I could see him, as much as it pains me to say, over Clevenger at the moment because we just really have no idea yeah. what we're going to get out of Clevenger. Are you starting him tomorrow against the Guardians or today against the Guardians? My understanding is that he's over 80 pitches, so yes.
2: Yeah um i don't know though i'm excited (laughs) should be fun and yeah kyle Wright, man another seven points the 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 one person i really do want to focus on in this is actually logan gilbert i'm curious what your thoughts are i know you probably haven't watched as closely as i have especially considering you just had a child yeah into your world but have you got
1: a chance to look at logan gilbert at all you know it's actually funny i have not at all uh, in yeah. any way shape or form uh, no I I really haven't he's not been one of, it's funny a, a majority of the guys that I've been watching coming into the year are definitely guys that are a little bit more on my fantasy team um, I remember the thing that I was most curious about coming into the season was what was going to happen with those secondary pitches we already knew that the four seam was really good for him and where any of those breakers going to be able to take a step forward and so far they have right I mean uh, the, the slider has been much better in terms of Woba it's got a 233 Woba down from 304 four last year, it isn't still getting those swings and misses, though, right? I yeah, eighteen percent so, swing strike right now. It's so that's the 10%, thing.
2: 10%. That's the thing, and the results have been nice. And you know, his locations were really good against Miami. It was the only start that I've seen was a recent one from Logan Gilbert, where the slider was really well spotted, but he didn't get the whiffs, and it's because it just isn't a good movement pitch. You know, it's not a good yeah. stuff pitch. Yeah. Uh, he got like he put it in the right spot. He did everything right, and mm-hmm. if it were a legitimate breaker, it would have gotten these strike threes and and overwhelmed them. And they just found it off, you know. Yeah. And that needs to change. And I think over time, if Logan Gilbert is to still be this excellent starter in the bigs, he's going to need that whiff pitch from a slider. He's going to need something in that secondary, uh, tool belt to unleash. And the fastball can't just carry him as much as it has thus far. Or, so I'm actually a little worried if there's one guy that I think you can actually legitimately sell high. It's looking Gilbert who has yeah. a 0.64 ERA right now and a 0.93 whip, right? With a 99% left on base, rate. <laughs>
0: <Literally>. <laughs> I mean, right.
2: Yeah. 25% K rate as well over 28 innings. So I I would be doing that because, I mean, there are certain times we see that and we say, oh, regression, regression, obvious, but I'm not, I didn't even know about the left on base rate. I, I'm literally just saying, based on how his arsenal looks mm-hmm. and who he is, I'm really shocked that he has this ERA. And
1: I think that you can profit off of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm not even going to do it. Never mind. I was going to dig into the opponents are, but I don't know. I just still don't know how I feel about opponent matchup stuff, especially nowadays where it's like, you know, we just don't know what to expect from particular offenses. But I think it's a very good point. It's a very good case for uh, for or against. Yes, Logan it Gilbert is a very moment. good case cake. Thank you. It is a very good case cake. Tier seven. You already uh, hinted at it a bit. Sandoval, Lauer, Michael Kopech, Sean Manaya, and Alex Wood um these are uh your
2: vanilla ice cream mm. um you know i'm happy to have vanilla ice cream i'm like great this is what i have but i'm a chocolate ice cream guy I th- and
1: I, uh, you know i prefer tier six to tier seven can i judge this a little bit just a little sure i'm gonna judge this i'm gonna say it should be called the Sunday because it's all van- the vanilla Sunday because it's all vanilla but eric lauer's kind of the cherry on top okay i'm cool with that right 'Cause right,
2: yeah, okay. we got we got Eric Lauer going double digit strike us two straight games. I uh, I don't Let's think live, that's gonna stick.
1: Oh, Nicholas. I don't. You oh
2: really come on, did. he's not gonna be he's gonna be throwing know. like 11 strikeout games. He's more of like a caper
1: ending kind of guy. To guy. I know, but I wanted to give you a, you know, listen, we're right about a lot of guys. We're wrong about a lot of guys. You were right (laughs) about Eric Lauer. So I wanted to give you a good 25, 30 seconds just to not gloat, but to say, here's what he's done and this is exciting. Yeah, okay. It's exciting that he
2: throws his four-seamer up in the zone. He elevates with intent. That's what got me in on it during the preseason was he had a 14% swing striker on that fastball with increased velocity in 2021 from 2020. And I thought, hey, this is someone who can maybe have, you know, a 24% striker rate without killing your ratios uh, for the Brewers. Fortunately, striker to rate. I'm trying to do your Baltimorean accent. Uh, And then, you know, Lauer then adds a tick and a half on this. And what do you know? Now he's blowing by Nick Castellanos at the top of the zone and demolishing the Cubs. I will say he got a little bit predictable, I think um, with early curveballs a ton and, you know, his, his fastball, I guess what I'm getting at is I think there is a floor here that we haven't seen um, after the, these two amazing starts. We saw it a bit against your Orioles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, Eric Lauer should be absolutely started in all of your leagues. Is he all of a sudden going to ascend to be a top 15, top 20 guy? I don't believe that. Uh, but I, I just don't think the other stuff is so good. Like, if he had, I don't know, Robbie Ray's slider, for example... On top of this heater, he could, but he doesn't have that in his repertoire. I don't believe. The cutter is good, but it's not that good. Uh, And that's going to hold back Eric Lauer a bit, especially considering he doesn't always have Pristine Command.
1: But he's doing great things, and you got to have him right now. i got to say, I I genuinely am not – I'll say it like this. No one knows anything. No one knows anything. (laughs) Yeah. No one knows anything. No one knows anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, there were conversations that were like, and I was a part of them, that it were was like, like 30 oh, man minutes long, right? No, they're like Aaron Ashby's gonna take over that Eric Lauer spot. <laughs> yeah. you friggin' dingus, Steven Matts wet fart noise, like and then they're and they've been very what? good. Like Brad Keller is top twenty in ERA right now. Yeah, he's like, uh holding
2: me in the GE team league right now. Thank you so much. Miles Michael
1: is is Miles Michael. Oh, is better. Yeah. Re- Justin Verlander and Corbin Burns and Walker Bueller. I mean, okay. So this
2: is part of the thing of like, it's been three and a half weeks of yep, baseball, man. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. And you know, that's always what happens, right? Danny Duffy. Do you remember him in April last year? How insane yeah. he was. And then he
1: got hurt and that was that, but this is what happens. Still, you, even if you told me, all right, well, Zach, Zach Ranky is going to have a better ERA than Sandy Okantara. I, I still I wouldn't, wouldn't believe, believe that. Oh, you're a loony. Team. No, come on. No, no. I, I no, believe you're it. a I, cartoon I,
2: man. No, because now over the full season is ridiculous. Hmm. But like, yeah, four starts, whatever. They're all major leaguers. They're all major leaguers for a
1: reason. You and know? I think I would have taken a bet that at no point in the in the season would Zach Rankin have <laughs> had a better record than <laughs> Sandy Alcantara with his changeup and I mean, fastball having bet, the same
2: velocity. You know, Taking the bet. Yeah. Taking the bet. No, but like, I can believe it.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. No, whatever.
2: It's also, yeah, there Um, you
1: go. (laughs) Tier eight. We're looking at uh, a guy who's been a lot of fun to watch. Nestor Cortez jr. Tarek Skubel, Jordan Montgomery, Noah Sindergaard, Alex Cobb, Luis Garcia, Tyler Marley, Tyler Marley, Tyler (laughs) Marley, and Tristan McKenzie. What's it called? Why is it called that?
2: Uh, You know what? You're inspiring me here. Uh, I'm going to call it the Reggae tier. Okay, Um, Because we just chilling, you know, like you you put this on, you feel like, all right, everything's fine. It's cool. You know, Jordan Montgomery is not exciting to me, but it's fine. Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I'm not really thrilled about the entire season with him, but sure, you know, it's fine. Luis Garcia, yeah. he had high velocity. The 95, I was like, oh, he's reinventing himself. Oh, wait, no, it's back down. But the secondary is back, so it's fine.
1: So it's fine, yeah. yeah, yeah It's a good the reggae deer. I, I went uh, uh, food shopping this weekend uh, during Alex Cobb's start. I was walking through the supermarket. <laughs> As one uh, does. Checking my phone. Yeah, well, listen, life's crazy. Uh, I, I got out and I felt the collective, I felt a large gust of wind, and I believe it was the collective Size of every Alex Cobb rosterer for none of those earned runs counting. Like, I, cause I was, I was about oh, to maybe lose my matchup because Alex Cobb had five earned runs in two thirds of an inning. And all of a sudden, like the leftovers, it vanished. And wow. I just started watching that show, you know. Great show.
2: I just started. Great it.
1: show. If listen, you, you know, I, in, I look, I can understand the Pope, the Pope, I get, but Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Here's the thing you have to know about the leftovers. Do not go into that show looking for answers and you'll love it. Yeah, that's what I was told. That's right. It. It's it's about it's about a story of how people deal with 100 like percent It's a, it's it is a show about grief and expectation yeah. and faith. It has nothing to do with the science, like why did people disappear? That's the whole point. It's amazing. Oh, the the light motif that roll up oh, anyway. Okay. Um uh-huh. uh, were we talking Tell about me how you really fats. I, I love that show. I'm a big Justin Thoreau fan too. Um so, but Alex, so here's the thing though. Alex Cobb goes two thirds. It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't a good start. He walked three. And it was his rehab start. a little bit. That's what it was. Okay. To me. So that's, that's how you're, that's how you're dealing yeah, yeah. with it. Okay. Ta-da. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, Noah Sindergrad, I think is another guy who's kind of been surprising a, a good amount of people. I mean, 13% swinging strike rate is his best since 2018. Uh, you know, it's coming with a 16.4% K rate right now, but a 212 ERA what are you thinking about the future of Noah Syndergaard right now his sinker is thrown 25% of the time
2: it's coming with a 14% CSW and a 37% hard contact rate (laughs) so um that's okay uh 111 batting average allowed is just not gonna stick 118 with that amount of hard contact it's all going straight into the ground right he's not he's not getting loft uh, from this. it is you yeah, these are burners in the ground still those generally that's where Babbitt falls a lot and that's just not going to stick for him. really cool to see the change it perform well though 27% swing strike rate thus far is impressing me massively 51% O swing. that's really cool. Four seamer is an elite called strike pitch so far. Uh, 29% called strike, not getting any whiffs, but 71% strike rate. So pretty much what's happening is he's throwing these four seamers. He's getting those called strikes, and then he's setting up with a changeup and then throwing sinkers when he's behind and hoping that they'll get it now. Uh, the slider, 32% CSW, but only 57% strike rate. So it's not dependable, not a shock to me. While the curveball floats in uh, for some called strikes, and when guy's trying to swing at it, they miss. I but it's only about 8.5%. I really think of this as like a fastball change up, hope for the best kind of shtick. It's not the Syndergaard of old. Any anyone that kind of sees this and goes, Oh, it's Syndergaard returning. That's not what this is. Mm. But hey, it's all right. He's cool. It's fine. It's, fine. it's the reggae tier. Um and you <laughs> relax. You know, just chill.
1: It's all fun. right. Let's move into uh, I'm excited to hear what genre of music this next year is. Meryl yeah. Kelly, Miles Michael's, Drew Rasmussen, Eduardo Rodriguez, Marcus Stroman, Ian Anderson, Jose Arquiti, and Framber Valdez.
2: Oh man. I uh, hmm. um whatever. I'm gonna call are it the okay. Club. I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it the club. Okay. Um, because sometimes the lights are really dark and you don't really know who you're talking mm-hmm. to. Um, but other times you like you feel like it's a good time and you know miles michaels and Mary Kelly, is really interesting they even squared off against each other mm-hmm. uh you're giving faces that's pretty funny you're just thinking uh,
1: like nick pollock you a big club goer i've never actually <laughs> been to a proper know, club I <laughs> but i have interpretations
2: up. of clubs it cracks me up you know it's fine yeah i'm not we're not going back to the days of <laughs> The club sandwich, sandwich? like club. what are you talking about no i'm not i'm not doing the gentleman's club and uh, then the good old the, followed by the knockers the, which oh was God. the door it was the door elite, knock Elite <laughs> tier stuff that day <laughs> no we're not we're not doing that but um merrill kelly michaelus Meryl kelly to me is the, the poster child of just one of the good tobys you know he's essentially like the the holly right now the toby mcguire whatever you want to call it the the bat flip crazy um of the best tobies and michaels is right there i don't believe his strikeout rate's gonna stick no it's kind of wild but it's kind of why like you don't know what you're gonna get right uh so yeah it's the dance club
1: the dance club okay um do you want to touch i mean the biggest riser in this tier is a guy that you didn't really touch on a guy who's pitching right now against oakland and and drew rasmussen Mm. um off to off to a pretty nice start i mean one whip 24.3 percent carry the 29.2 csw isn't really anything major to write home about he jumps up from 86 why the considerable leap here so fast there's this article um i think it gets put
2: out every day it's called the sp roundup and if you Uh read it uh you'll know that drew rasmussen uh is throwing cutter four seamer slider pretty much one two three that's what he does well sometimes with this curveball right okay. and uh you know pretty even split between the three and the cutter and slider combined for 17 whiffs in the last start uh as the cutter has really taken shape now and the command of it was excellent uh so it was the slider down he elevated the four seamer like it is it was there and it's the first time i've really seen Drew and click uh mm-hmm. was that last outing now i'm not pushing him into the tight lord mcgill you know tier oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Here. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Tyler hey, McGill. Hey, Be careful. Hey, hey nobody talks to Tyler McGill. Relax. But Drew Rasmussen now gets this nice two-star week. He gets the athletics. It's a case where you pick up Rasmussen, you start him for Oakland, and we'll see if it sticks, right? He's not going to hopefully, you know, harm you too much in that one.
1: The thing I got excited about with Drew Rasmussen last year was it's something that, you know, I brought up also. It's like, man, that slider is really it looks good, good. i passed outcome. the eye test and didn't have the uh results yeah i finally and got what it what did it do it doubled its swinging strike rate and you would love to see that's got a 21 percent swing strike rate right now yeah this Andy. was the
2: first start we saw a very significant amount of whiffs though at eight uh i do wonder maybe that cutter is doing that for him you mm-hmm. know as, as a batter you're thinking like you're preparing for the fastball cutter then all of a sudden the slider is even another velocity gap and it's making it confusing between the two of them. I don't know. Maybe that it's a new cutter. He didn't have it last year. Um, That's right between it. 96 for the fastball, 92 for the cutter, and then 84 for the slider.
1: And um, um, this tier, are you going to write off Marcus Stroman's really poor start? Uh, and is this the Stroman that we should expect in these past two outings against Atlanta and Milwaukee?
2: Yeah, Stroman's slider is much better now. I mean, I think that's just, you need more spring training. He's okay. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Okay all right yep. let's
1: move on to the next tier then um tier 10 mackenzie gore matt brash christian javier kyle bradish michael lorenz ranger suarez hunter green reed detmers chris paddock garrett whitlock what is it called why is it called that it's called the wishing well oh, yeah because
2: we wish matt brash very well and you know it's you you throw the coin down it and you know you're you're praying for that this works out the way that it should
1: so I it, I'm I was a little um, surprised to see Brash so high up just because the command's been really poor. And then when the command hasn't been poor, he's been getting hit really hard. Obviously, top 10 and like every stuff plus leaderboard that you're going to see on Twitter. But there were still conversations of like, is he even going to be in the rotation? Or are they going to give, you know, any of their great young pitchers in their system? What is it about Matt Brash that has you still pretty confident to keep him in the top 65? Well, okay um i talk about it every single week where is the cliff where is the
2: point where you're you're chasing for streamers instead or you're you're confident you guys are holding and when you're not And tier 10 is pretty much the point of okay this is starting to become interchangeable a bit Mm. um based on your situation and you know that's why tier 9 is what it is you have Framber valdez who's kind of like the last bastion of of a foundation or a rock right uh and Matt Brash is, okay, if you want to chase this kind of thing, this is the one you chase, you know? All of these guys here have their raised eyebrow, you know? And Brash, we know the talent. And the question of this tier is, everybody has the thing that you could invest in. Yeah. And let's look at Mackenzie Gore. You're investing in him sticking in the rotation, which I don't think he is. He shouldn't. Mm -hmm. If I were the Padres, I'd have Nick Martinez be the sixth man. And then use the option of Mackenzie Gore because SP depth, depth is a very important thing. Christian Javier, how long is he going to stick in that rotation? Plus, well, we haven't really seen him do things for a while in the rotation. Cal Bradish, I mean, he's your boy, but what are we going to see the secondaries come alive? And so on and so forth with all of these. Hunter greens mm-hmm. velocity, Redemmer's a slider. Uh, so the thing about Brash is okay, is he going to get his command in order? Is he going to like, and those kind of things sometimes with Brash could just be one tweak away. And the yeah. fact that the ceiling is that high for Matt Brash, where the if that we're asking can make such an impact that made me feel, okay, still inside the top 65. And you might wait that more at the end of your rotation. Now, do you want to is up to you look at the waiver wire. See really play short term in 12 teamers. What are the starts that you'd be swapping with this week? I get a lot of questions. Should I be getting this guy or that guy? First thing I do, it's not about the talent of the player. I see who they're facing, who their matchup is. Sure. Right. Who do I want to start them for that game or not? A lot of guys sometimes it's no. Do you want to start Brash
1: against Houston? No. Yeah. But, so, but, yeah. but it, you, you I almost put him. I,
2: right. I almost put him as a stash play. Yeah. Um, and, if Brash does well against Houston, do you think that he deserves to be at
1: 63? I honestly, I, well, let's look at the people who are around him because as you always say, it's, sure. it's about the context. Yeah. um, It depends on how well, because yeah, sure. I could see him moving above Stroman because there's more K upside, but like, I don't know how much further I'd go because mm-hmm. I think what we've seen that well, scares me is he's kind of like the definition of a cherry bomb, right? Because oh, the bad right. Absolutely. is real bad. Yeah, yeah, has been um, so far. Yeah, like so it, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think I would want to see, like, obviously. Uh, so to be to be very honest, it, my league circumstances are different, but I dropped him in two leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought I, I don't know, I wasn't able to. I, I was being too emotional about him, and I was like, I, I, I agree that there's upside, but man, I've watched so many of those starts, and it's just like he can well, get yeah, ahead. He's lost. Oh yeah. He's, yeah, he's just really, he's not out there. And I, I really do think that they might. So here's the thing, Hunter Green.
2: Are you holding on to Hunter Green right now?
1: Mm, That's a good question, right?
2: Uh, I, this is kind of where I'm getting at with this tier. And I, I think tomorrow is a very telling outing uh, for Matt Brash. I think tomorrow, maybe it might be Wednesday or it might be Thursday. Tuesday. I don't remember, but it's soon. And if Brash is just still lost at that point, fine. I'm at a point where I say, okay, we recognize the ceiling of this. We recognize the ability of him. If it's completely volatile and you say, Nick, even if he does well, he might do really poorly after. Absolutely. It could be something that's tweaked though, too. And we recognize the impact of that player. Yeah. So if you're in a dire straight right now, if you feel like, no, I need to get something right now, by all means, brash, uh, by all means, drop rash. It's fine. Mm. But yeah, right now I'm going to say, you know what? I think there's... Things there's there is a chance a significant one one that he just had a couple of bad starts and you know he irons it out we've seen that before from many
1: many guys there are so many exciting I was able to pick up a lot of exciting pitchers in our pitcher list league these past couple of days like kind of fun intriguing darlings guys who are a little bit later on in the list um is there no I think we, well Chris Paddock might be moving up a little bit more another really good outing today yeah to he's a Baltimore. new one he wasn't even on it last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean he did well today. Yeah, he did super well. Today. Why, look
2: at this. I uh, haven't even checked anything today.
1: I well, not he did, he, he's lasted five and a third with one earned run, four hits, one walk, and three Ks just 81 oh, yeah. pitches. Um, I don't know if his day is, yeah, his zero is whiffs. Done. Yeah, zero whiffs on
2: 33 sl- uh, fastballs isn't oh, ideal, wow. but That's it was crazy. high lock, which is good. Change up was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he threw a slider, not a cutter, a slider seven times. I wonder if that's a misca- miscategorization. I uh, eighty-four mile per hour. I mean, seems right. I and it was terrible. <laughs> uh, I fourteen percent CSW on it. Um, yeah, this kind of stays the same though. Uh, oh. Paddock was throwing up in the zone effectively. Uh, for I can do quick maths. Twenty-two or thirty-three. Yeah, it sounds like it's sixty-seven percent strike rate. So that seems pretty fine to me. With a change of getting seven for twenty-six whiffs. I'm cool with it.
1: I remembered the guy in this tier that I was interested in talking about because he was someone that I was, didn't think was going to be great coming into the year. Then it looked like, Oh man, maybe he is going to be good. And then recently he's been kind of proving me right a little bit. Also kind of shocked to see that he is bottom 25 in terms of swinging strike. And that's Michael Lorenzen. Um, I I don't think the, uh, I don't think the command has been like absolutely terrible. And I know that there's been a few starts when he's been getting singled out a little bit. Um, you know, he, he's, he's got the, the walk rate below 10% for, you know, for the first time in quite some time. And really, you could say for the first time ever since he's doing it as, as a starter. Um, 304 ERA with a 414 FIP, but a 232 BABIP. Which way are you kind of seeing the, the the pendulum swing for Michael Lorenzen? Not a
2: single pitch in Lorenzen's repertoire is beneath a 27% hard contact rate. Is beneath? It's beneath it. Everything's above it. And he has a 232 BABIP. That just doesn't seem right with me. Uh 16% uh, whiff rate, or sorry, not whiff rate, swing strike rate for Lorenzo's sinker is pretty dang good when he throws it nearly 36% of the time. And I, I'm amazed how well that's performed yeah. uh, at 94 miles per hour. But I think this is going to fall down a bit. After seven strikeouts in his first start, Lorenzen has seven strikeouts combined God. in the three after. Uh, Eight point one innings against the White Sox was shocking, but yeah, it it just seems okay. Like this is why he's there. Uh, he's not in the Merrill Kelly tier. He's beneath yeah. it because I don't believe it quite like I do Kelly with the nice changeup.
1: Okay, um, we got man, there's a lot more tears. We got yeah, we might go a little bit
2: purpose. long on this podcast. Yeah. Welcome back, fast
1: geez yeah I, I i am leaving my wife with our child right now so we're gonna get through these suckers uh, tier 11 carrasco Quantrill, Josiah gray chad cool dane dunning tywin walker and nick martinez uh, jiminy crickets uh you're wishing
2: upon a star because maybe chai cool will have those sliders maybe dan Dun- dunning will also have his slider working really well maybe ding tywin walker <laughs> ding dunning did i say that <laughs> I bing think... bong i uh, dane dunning i uh, had a also really just amazing command with everything in that last start which i don't really think is that real uh mm. tywin walker through 94 in his still ill outing which is a great sign so mm. hopefully that does the grand maybe nick martinez i what are the padres doing please He's... just tell me yeah, So I think he's not that bad. I really don't think he's that bad. I he agree. goes into Miami. I think it's a very big start for him just to prove it. It might just be all this conjecture that we're talking about in confusion. The Padres haven't said anything negative. Yeah, So it could be that. And what, meanwhile, Carlos Carrasco has never had his slider or changeup work this entire year together. So it's a little frustrating. And just, I agree. Just, I, I can't buy into it. He loves so much hard contact and
1: is not commanding pitch as well. So. I'm not there. He yet. hasn't been able to put it together as much as we would like him to. Um, tier 12 Madison Bumgarner. Kyle, this, is, this tier cracks me up Madison Bumgarner, Kyle yeah. Hendricks, Bruce Zimmerman, Adam Wainwright, Stephen Matz, Paul Blackburn, Tyler Anderson, Marco Gonzalez. Um, This is the knee rub tier because it's the true Toby. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of something that's like a bunch of old people and then like one young person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, fellow adults. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like the the in, like it's I don't know what that is, but it cracks me up. Yeah, um, it's, I mean Paul Blackburn. How old is
2: he? Yeah, he's he, he.
1: It's it's Zimmerman and Blackburn and yeah. probably Anderson who are the youngest. But like you know, yeah. Baumgartner, Hendricks, Wainwright, even Baumgartner has like in. a one year array right now, and he's throwing ninety one.
2: He's only 91, which is good. Uh, Hendrix is a cherry bomb, which is kind of weird. Cherry bomb Toby. Uh, Wainwright feels like he's lost a step. Um, Marco Gonzalez got removed from his game early, but before that was, I mean, he just had a, a liner to the forearm. But actually, he's done just- well against good teams, so...
0: We just,
1: just gave up a two run home run to Jeremy Pena. Um, but he's he's got an okay line uh, right now against the Astros, actually, huh. um, as he's gone, uh, I think, a full six now as they just wrapped up that inning. Um, Steven, yeah, there Max, you go. Good uh, old, wow. VV PQS. Yeah. Uh, For Marco Gonzalez. Very, very poor quality start.
2: Uh, 10th, not
1: 10th. great. <laughs> Steven Matz, you you did this ranking after going 6 innings pitched with no walks, four hits, no earned runs in 44. Before, before I knew that, I didn't I didn't oh, know before that. Okay. So maybe a little him. bit a, a little bit of a jump. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it's, it's <laughs> not sexy. It's really not sexy. He's a Toby. He won
2: he won the, the Flanderson last year, I think.
1: Yeah. I think so as well. And he might be in line to kind of do it again. I mean, he did have a pretty poor start recently against the Mets, but two good starts against the uh Reds and Milwaukee after that explosion, uh opening his opening uh, Reds and Milwaukee. His first start. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Um but the two no, no, I'm saying not,
2: excuse you, I'm saying it is the Reds and Milwaukee. Like sure think
1: about sure. That. Uh a two hundred seventy two Sierra and a two oh seven Fip though, with a four sixty two Babbitt, which has to come down with that defense behind him. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to write him off just because it's Steven yeah. Matt. No, I mean, I'm not he's saying you're Toby. Doing that. He's a Toby, yeah. Paul Blackburn's another kind of name that people are kind of falling in love with. Not going to get you much, but it's going to help those ratios. It would seem. Right
2: well, now. yeah. He. I mean, another absolute Toby. You know what my favorite thing is about Paul Blackburn? <clears throat> I watched the game with him, and the first thing he did is he threw started the game with a curveball. Love it. Hope he keeps doing it. He's on love my. It. He's on
1: my. He's on my team. And in guess the what? League. And guess what? Mm. It was free real estate. It's free. Real state <laughs> my, my 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 brand new team name is blackburn singing in the dead of night um mm. I think it's good that's a good one uh tier 13 uh herman marquez tony and glenn otto mitch keller dylan bundy eliezer hernandez uh jordan hicks tell me what the tier is and then talk to me about glenn otto he's kind of uh, this is watch. called the carl uh,
2: the carl salesman car salesman i want to say carl salesman <laughs> hi i'm carl carl salesman no, 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 no hey you I need a you good
1: podiatrist
2: <laughs> you need you need a carl i got you a carl you need a carl hey car. oh Dowd, you okay you okay oh yeah here's hi, carl you. Dowd. he's a great one um yeah they're all just like trying to sell you snake oil i think i mm, okay. uh, like jordan hicks i don't really buy him as a starter or yeah. yeah. hernandez yeah. maybe that slider comes back maybe i'll get a phone call from you from 2018 um, and then uh, Dylan Bundy, he did well. Bye. <laughs> then, um, uh, Dylan Bundy got burned, finally, a lot home runs. Mitch Keller, a lot of people wanted to chase it, but he's good in 40% of the starts he's had so far uh, while still not getting whiffs. Glenn Otto is interesting. He's interesting. Um, I don't like his week. I don't like his week this lighter. week. I think it's Philly and it's another good team.
1: He just did it against the Astros.
2: Uh, I, I do you want to start him for both by all means, man, go, go knock yourself out. Uh, I think you can wait. It's, we'll it's the Yankees and it's do. the, uh, the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. I said, do you want to go ahead? Anyway, uh, he's higher than the other ones. I just mentioned, I think he has a very good horizontal slider. Hopefully the fastball is as good as advertised. Um, Tony Gosselin doesn't have a slider yet. Keep that in mind. Uh, and it's really annoying me. Uh, and Herman Marquez do whatever you want. He will always be on the list and never that high
1: yeah it's yeah um the last tier here coming into the final here, here. 14 kluber flexen Irvin, hudson tyone brad keller and the man the myth the legend himself so happy he's here zach ranky it's called the
2: bag of holding and if you know that from D D, it's a bag where like you it, it's essentially hammer space if you know cartoons uh-huh. where when bugs bunny goes into his pocket he pulls out a hammer because sure it's hammer space right it's it's bigger on the inside doctor who police box my point is that there's so many options i could have put inside of this tier and it's it's amazing this tier tier 14 should prove to you just how many choices you have so that it makes it like why i'm okay chasing brash because if it fails i have so many fallback options
1: that's a good point so that's that's why it's your bag of holding Frankie has been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it, he's just an anomaly, man. It, it, it cracks me up if this man has a sub three ERA with a 6.9% K rate. It's insane. His, his K rate is his amount of Ks. Seven. You know,
2: before the last outing, his K per nine was lower than his whip. <laughs> unbelievable. It that. was a 1.13 I versus I think a
1: 1.17. I love it, man. <laughs> oh, I love but it. But yeah, I um, mean all
2: these guys, Cole Irvin might be the best Toby on the list. Uh, Dakota Ooh. Hudson's got that defense behind him. Jameson Tino drops a lot because yeah. he has to face the Jays twice. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. All right.
1: Um, but Nick, that's a beautiful list. We've done oh, I- it. It's so good to see you again, Fast. It's good to see you too. We're back. We're back to the New York groove. Um, but that is Wish. going to do it for episode number 322 of On the Corner, the com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys
2: next week.